Good morning and welcome to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Ray and Peter Lance, what a wonderful sight you are on this Sunday morning, Ray. Well, thank you, Phil. I wish I could say the same. I mean, it's good to see you, too. That's what I meant to say. This is always a, a, a pleasure and an adventure. And we try to make it a little bit of a surprise. Oh, it's great. Now, today I'm going to be here uh, by myself. Peter cannot be here this morning, so we'll join him again next week. Okay. Very good. But we have lots to talk about, and... First of all, I want to say welcome to spring. It's finally spring. Not a minute too soon, my goodness. And uh, this has been an unusually dreary winter with all the storms and just right. a lot of cloudiness. But thankfully, we have nothing but sunshine and plants to look forward to. I love that thought. And I'd like to start by asking you a question. I'm going to make this simpler for you. Okay. I'm going to give you only three Greek philosophers to think about. Aristotle, Socrates, and Plato. Mm -hmm. And this is like being in the booth. Remember when they had the quiz shows and people were in the glass booths many years ago? It dates me, but I do. What was that called? The $64 question? $64,000 question. Now, look at at the difference. Today they're talking about millions that they give out. Oh, sure, that would be nothing today. Nothing. $64,000 question. And it's sort of like your retirement plan. We're going to be talking about... The retirement planning crisis today. Ah. So before we begin, let's talk about favorite Greek quotations. And here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's Aristotle, Socrates, or Plato. Okay. By all means, get married. If you find a good wife, you'll be happy. If not, you'll become a philosopher. <laughs> I, I would say Aristotle. Uh, close, but uh, no, no cigar. cigar. Socrates. <laughs> the the think, wise one. I think he was the one who wasn't married. <laughs> That's why he was probably called the wise one. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in any event, welcome to spring, Phil. Yes, welcome to absolutely. spring to everyone who's listening. Uh, we've all been looking forward to this. Today we're going to talk about a fairly serious subject, and it's simply that People don't save enough money for retirement, and we have very much a crisis in this country. And uh, I dare say it applies to probably two-thirds of the audience listening to us today. As recently as March 19th, there was a front-page story on the Wall Street Journal that says, workers saving too little to retire. Right. And there's been a very recent study done, actually in January and February, by an organization called the Employee Benefit Research Institute. And according to the survey they have done, only 49% of the people responding have money saved at all for retirement. And so what they're saying is essentially there's a real crisis for retirement in this country. Uh, It's not necessarily the fault of people. It costs more to live today. Inflation has made it more expensive than it was even 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And there are many, many factors. But of all the people who were surveyed, 57% of the people surveyed in this study said they had less than $25,000 in total household savings and investments, not counting their house. That's that's huge. That's a very large number. It's almost two-thirds of this country doesn't even have $25,000 in savings for retirement. And they also found that 
Um, right now, 28% of all Americans have no confidence at all that they'll have enough money to retire comfortably. That's the highest level of no confidence in the history of these studies they've been doing. They've been doing these studies for 23 years. And so what they're saying is almost one-third of Americans say they have no confidence that they will be able to retire comfortably mm -hmm. at all. And there are a lot of reasons for it. Obviously, everybody's living longer, and that means you have to have money that's going to last a lot longer as well. We have far fewer corporate pension plans available today. And one of the things that was really surprising to me that I learned was it's something like 3% of workers, non-municipal workers, are covered by any kind of a pension plan at all. 3%. My goodness. So it's extremely low, and um, basically the amount of money that people have saved anything for retirement has gone down drastically. And one other interesting statistic that came up with this study, they said that of half the people that they surveyed, and they surveyed not only people who were working, over 1,000 people working and 251 retirees, you know, a representational survey. Right. Uh, sampling, they said that only half of the people they surveyed said that they were sure they would be able to come up with $2,000 if they had some unexpected expense. So the rate of savings is very low. Mm -hmm. The number of people covered by pensions uh, is very low. And we're very much involved in a crisis right now. Today we're going to talk about a few things that people can think about doing that might make their retirement a little easier. Some of the choices aren't happy ones, such as working longer or working part-time, but it does become a fact of life. And the other thing that has happened in the last few years is that even companies that have large pension plans are finding it very difficult to support those pension plans for the people who have already retired. Mm -hmm. One example is Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. And a lot of people in this city, in right. this area, yeah. worked for Goodyear. Uh, Goodyear has seen uh, the money uh, drop drastically in their retirement uh, pension fund. Um, and they, they call it their global pension funding gap. And it has increased from a little over $3 billion to $3.5 billion in just 2011. Mm -hmm. Now what they're hoping is that over time, as the economy starts to come back a little bit and the investments increase, they'll be able to recover some of that. But right now, they're not unusual, a uh, company like Goodyear, uh, because pension plans have just decreased in value, along with the stock market and everything else. So today we need to talk about some tax issues, we need to talk about some retirement planning issues in general, and one of the most important things I'm going to suggest is get some professional advice. Don't assume that you can read everything that's out there. Uh, I read about probably eight different sources of materials as well as what comes on the Internet. And it's really very difficult, unless you work with this on a regular basis, to try to figure out what your best plans are for retirement. Right whether you have an investment advisor or a CPA or somebody like that that you go to or come to a firm like ours with Peter and me, we can give you some specific advice. But don't try to go it alone because if you do, you're really just putting your head in the sand like an ostrich. So we're not going to go into a lot of detail about why we are where we are. I think everybody knows about the recession 
and unemployment sure. and companies laying off people. And if you unfortunately have been someone who's been laid off, it's tougher and tougher to get a new job also. Well, let me ask you here. Do you think people are worried that they don't have enough money? And this worry now is going to translate into uh, really something serious in the future. I think people are very worried, and if they're not, they should be. <clears throat> I like to say in my office that there's always something you can do to improve your position, whether it's reducing debt or being more careful about your expenses or planning to work a little bit longer than what you anticipated, or if you're going to leave your full-time job, maybe working a part-time job. Uh, interestingly, um, I was looking at my email this morning, and I got an email from Walmart. And I thought it was maybe spam mail at first, because why would Walmart be reaching out to me? Right. And the caption was jobs, and it said, they're looking to hire part-time workers. They're looking to hire part-time people. Now, Ray, did you apply for the greeter's job? Because I... <laughs> I want did, that. Did you want that job? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, I wanted that job, right? <laughs> I think it could be a lot more interesting than what it is. I mean, unfortunately, um, I mean, I shop at Walmart, and probably most people do. Of but course. How many times do you walk into Walmart recently, and the greeter doesn't even greet you or I look at you? I know it. I don't know what they do anymore. They stand there. You're so right. And if I had that job, or if you had that job, Phil... You'd be waving, you'd be dancing, you'd be cracking jokes. I mean, hugging. You could make the hugging. You could make the job a lot more interesting by just making eye contact with people and saying yes. good morning. That's you know, right. Anything. That's right. So that's my comment about Walmart today. And, but you got a, an email about jobs, yes. which is interesting. Hmm. I actually uh, opened it up, and mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. you shouldn't take a look at things unless you really know what it is. But All I right. did to take a look at it to make sure it was legitimate. And it was. One of the things that I want to mention too, Phil, is that uh, Peter and I are going to be doing some seminars in April on the topic of retirement planning. We're calling it a free retirement planning workshop. It starts on Saturday, April 6th in Wareham, on Tuesday, April 9th in Fairhaven at the Hampton Inn, and uh, Wednesday, April 10th at the Masonic Lodge building in Marion, and then on Thursday, April 11th, at the Mattapoisett Congregational Church. So we're going to be doing Wareham, Fairhaven, Marion, and Mattapoisett this mm -hmm. time. Very good. And we're going to cover a number of different topics, so if anybody is interested, just contact the office. These notices will appear in the newspapers fairly shortly, and we're going to be talking about setting financial goals and values retirement income planning that I'm going to also talk about this morning, critically important, how to maximize Social Security, how to handle properly IRA and 401k and 403 rollovers, life insurance and annuity planning strategies, how to reduce capital gains if you need to sell something, asset protection and residence protection strategies, and very importantly, business succession planning. And then lastly, we're going to even talk about how to retire early. Now, we started out this morning saying that some people are going to have to work longer. I right. think many people will work longer. And that's a very important subject. Retirement is going to be different 
for people who are retiring now than it was for people who retired even five or ten years ago. How so? Well, the traditional model was in the past, you worked as a teacher or as a fireman, you worked for a municipality, or you worked for a company that had a pension, um, Comcast perhaps, or Verizon. I have many clients that have retired from those companies or are in the process. And all of those organizations, the governments and some of the major utility companies, still have good pension plans in, pay, in place. Um, and by the way, the post office used to, and the post office has now gone to a no pension plan. They're going to 401k type plans instead. But the old model was people worked for 25, 30, 40 years at the same company. They retired when they reached 62 or 65. They had a pension plan. Uh, perhaps they might have Social Security. And they had a good income base to start with. And by that time, typically, they had paid off mortgages on their houses and they were able to retire. Right. Today, it's totally different. Uh, people are retiring now and going forward in the future may not have the pension plans any longer. And if they haven't been um, astute enough or financially able enough to put money aside in a 401k or an IRA plan, then they're simply not going to have money. And so the model going forward is going to be people are going to be working longer. Instead of retiring at 65, maybe they'll retire at 67 or 70. Nothing wrong with that. I'm still working. As long as I'm healthy, I plan to continue to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the fact is that for many people, they're going to have to work longer whether they want to or not. And if they have to leave their traditional job, and perhaps it doesn't have a pension, now they're going to be looking for part-time employment to supplement Social Security. That's where Walmart comes in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing to do because, let's face it, when we get older, sometimes we get more tired and you don't want to work as much. You don't have the energy unless you exercise and work out right. <laughs> and keep strong. But um, going forward, I think you're going to see more people working part-time jobs. And the whole nature of the retail economy has been they don't have a lot of full-time jobs anymore. They have mostly part-time jobs. Correct. So if you think about it, think about Burger King, McDonald's, Lowe's. Home Depot, Walmart, most of these are part-time jobs, and that's where our economy has really shifted uh, in very large part. So um, you're going to see people selling Girl Scout cookies. One of the big insurance companies a few years ago said, how will you fund your retirement? And it showed a very little old lady, you know, in her 80s, all bent over, with an open door and she's holding up a box of Girl Scout cookies. So the implication was sure. she's funding her retirement by selling Girl Scout right. cookies. And it was meant to be a humorous ad, which it certainly was. But the goof. fact is we have to get more creative. Yeah. Um, I've always told people if you can figure out how to have more than just one source of income, that's an important thing to do. But going forward into retirement, a lot of people are going to have to do that. So... Let's talk about some very specific uh, things that are specific to Massachusetts, for example. Uh, one of the many reports that I read and subscribe to is uh, Consumer Reports Money Advisor. And they've had a very recent article on, is your retirement state a tax heaven or hell? And they talk about some of the things that are taxed in various states and some that are not. So for example, 
We're talking strictly Massachusetts tax right now, not federal tax. I'll come back to that in a moment. Okay. In Massachusetts, we do not tax Social Security benefits. The federal government does, depending upon your threshold of income. But in Massachusetts, um, Social Security income is exempt from taxation. That's good. If you retire in Massachusetts and you have a public pension from uh, teaching or from a municipal department, that income is excluded uh, usually from federal tax and uh, often from uh, local state and um, state tax as well. So federal, state, and local pensions are typically not taxed in Massachusetts. Military pensions. This is interesting. I just found out. If you have a military pension, my dad retired from the Marine Corps after 20 years. Uh, Only 13 states don't tax military pensions. Hmm. Massachusetts is one of them. So those are some good things about taxes in Massachusetts. We think that we have a very high tax state, but we don't necessarily because if you have income from Social Security, a government pension, a military pension, it won't be taxed in Massachusetts. And again, think about uh, retiring. Some people are fortunate enough to have investment assets and they think they're going to live off their investments. One of the old rules of thumb has been if you have money that's been saved like an IRA account, ideally you should pull out not more than 4% a year so that that account doesn't totally drain down to nothing. Um, That model has been changing a little bit, by the way. Now the recommendation is a little bit less than 4%. But most people don't have investment accounts to be able to draw down from. So let's assume that you can work part-time. If you can work part-time and make $1,000 worth of income, that's the investment equivalent of having $25,000 and drawing down 4% a year. If you work and make $4,000, it's the equivalent of having $100,000 and pulling down 4% a year. Mm -hmm. So working part-time is definitely an option for uh, many, many people. If the jobs are there. (laughs) If the jobs are there, and that's assuming that you can find a part-time job and you're not competing with somebody who's perhaps younger than you. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about... How can you rescue your retirement? There's been a lot of information on the television lately about that topic. Uh, There are many, many advisors, and we're going to talk about um, the fact that you have to give back some of your retirement account money to the government. Right. Um, We have a rule in this country that when you reach age 59 and a half, if you have money in a retirement account, you can begin taking distributions from it. And we generally tell people, in most cases, not all cases, don't take it out until you're 70 and a half, unless we're matching it up with Social Security maximization. I'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I'll actually talk about that right now. Okay. One of the things that we tell people often is, if you're eligible to receive a fairly decent amount from Social Security at 66, which is your full retirement age, and you also have money in an IRA account. It's very critical that you sit down with somebody like me and Peter and let's take a look at what's the best location, what's the best source to take your money from. It may not be to take Social Security now 
uh, you might be better off to delay Social Security until age 70 and withdraw money from your retirement account instead. Can't tell you that's a good rule for everybody unless we sit down and look at your assets. Right. And, um, but we're going to talk about a few specific rules for IRAs as one of the means to pull money out that you can protect it, that you can use to rescue your retirement. And I just want to remind people again that we are doing seminars in April, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about just retirement planning, a whole variety of topics, including Social Security maximization. And I'm also especially concerned with local business owners because I find that they're so busy running their businesses and keeping money to keep their businesses going that they don't do enough for their own retirement. Right. So we're going to talk about that at our seminars as well. If you would like information on going to one of our retirement planning seminars, workshops that we're doing, call the office at 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. And somebody will be happy to send you a flyer and register you uh, for one of the seminars in Wareham, Fairhaven, Marion, or Mattapoisett. And when we come back, Phil, we're going to talk about what are some of the specific things that we can do to help you improve your retirement or get ready for retirement. Sounds great. And we will return in just a moment. You're listening to Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Ray and Peter Lance will be right back. have been 
And as a quick example, the highest tax brackets have gone up. It doesn't affect too many people listening to the radio show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It may affect a few, but the tax brackets have gone up higher for the highest earning taxpayers in this country. Uh, The people in the lower tax brackets will still remain um, a zero tax rate, and most people are still going to have 15 percent, well, 15 percent on capital gains as an example. But um, brackets in general have um, changed a little bit, and estate taxes we're not, not going to talk about today either because it doesn't affect a lot of people, but they put the exemption back up to where it was in 2012, and that's uh, $5,250,000. Mm-hmm. So if your estate fill is worth more than $5,250,000, right. you won't have to pay estate taxes. Oh, I see. But then you might not be here if that were the case. And maybe I wouldn't be here if that were the case. Right. (laughs) But the uh, exemptions are important. One thing that is very important, let's talk about how to improve your retirement. And one of the important topics is IRA planning, whether it's Roth IRAs or regular IRAs. Um, If you are still working and have employment income or uh, certain kinds of income that you can contribute to an IRA, still put money aside in an IRA. It helps you in two ways. Number one, it puts money aside for savings. And secondly, it gives you a tax deduction you can use off your income tax. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, in 2013, um, an individual who wants to put money into an IRA account can put aside $5,550. If they're over 50 years of age, they can put an extra $1,000. It's called the uh, makeup amount. And therefore, the the total is $6,500. Doesn't help a lot of people, but if you happen to be still working and you want to put some more money aside for retirement, uh, you should do that. If you are working and your company has a 401k plan, the amount you can contribute is much higher. In 2013, and I actually have a few clients doing this, uh, an individual can put aside $17,500 into their 401k plan. Mm-hmm. And if the company matches, you can have even that much more. And again, there's a makeup amount of $5,500 if you're over 50. So I actually have a couple of clients who don't have family obligations. They're single, they don't have children, and they're supporting just themselves, and they're putting aside. $23,000 a year into their retirement account. My goodness. Doesn't help a lot of people, but if you're in that category, maximize your contributions to your 401k and your IRA. The other important thing to tell people is that if you're working and your company has a 401k and they match a certain amount or they match up to what you contribute, yeah. some, sometimes they'll say, we'll match up to $5,000. So if you put $5,000, we'll put X dollars in. It's so important to put in whatever you need to do to get the maximum match from the company. Met. Yes. Otherwise, it's just money you're throwing away. So we do need to remember that um, when you start to collect Social Security, Social Security benefits can be taxed. And if you're continuing to make income, You'll receive your Social Security benefits, but in certain circumstances, they can still be included in your income. And as much as 85% of your Social Security 
benefits can be subject to taxation. That's unbelievable. So there's some tax things you can do to avoid that. A few weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Social Security in much more detail and make that as the main topic for uh, this hour, the MoneyWise hour. But let me just mention a couple of things in the meantime. Especially if somebody hasn't collected Social Security yet, if they haven't started to collect Social Security, but they have a reasonable-sized IRA and they don't think they're going to need to tap into the IRA, well, here's what happens when that person reaches 70 and a half. They have to start taking money out of their IRA account, and that's going to potentially reduce the amount for Social Security because they're going to pay taxes on Social Security. Yeah. So one of the things they can do, especially if they haven't yet filed for Social Security, is look into whether it makes sense to convert your IRA from a traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. And here's why. You have to go through the mechanism of doing the conversion, and then when you do that, you have to pay income taxes because it's like you're taking your money out of your traditional, paying taxes on it, and then putting money into your Roth. But if you do that, it's now in the Roth, and anything coming out of the Roth is not going to be income in the future. And therefore, it's not going to impact your Social Security. So basically, the difference between a Roth and a regular is? Taxation. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you take money out of a traditional IRA account, it's 100% ordinary income, every dollar you take out. If you take money out of a Roth IRA that's been properly set up, it's not taxable income at all. Very interesting. And so one of the obvious things you can do, and again, this is more for people who have, you know, a respectable size IRA account. Think about converting the the IRA traditional over to the Roth before you file for Social Security. If you do that, you'll be able to have the benefit of more of your Social Security. Um, A second thing you can do, obviously, is you can just delay taking Social Security until age 70. If you do that, not only do you have a larger amount, um, every year after age 66, you get 8% more. Mm -hmm. So if you wait from age 66 to age 70, you're going to receive 32% higher amount for Social Security. And if you wait until age 70, maybe by then you're fully retired from your regular job and you're no longer going to have that extra income, which will cause your Social Security to be taxed. Sure. So that's another good strategy. And there are a few things like that that are very useful for people to do. And uh, there are ways that you can minimize the impact of taxation on Social Security. Now, let's talk in general about what are some of the things that you could do, let's say, if you're not retired yet, but you're concerned you're not going to have enough money in retirement. Right. And let's say that you are... Um, 60 years old or 55 years old or 50 years old, you don't have a traditional pension, or if you do, it's very small. Uh, Maybe you had low-income years earnings when you were younger, so you don't have a large Social Security amount, but you're making reasonable income right now. Where can you put your money that will give you a better retirement benefit? Um, And what do you think is going to happen with taxes? in this country. So you need to think about where is your money coming from? Um, Where can you put your money to get a good return? 
and where do you think taxes are going to go in this country? So let's let's talk a little bit first about where can you put your money today? Okay. Um, banks are safe. The accounts are insured. Unfortunately, right now, all the bank rates are extremely low. Right. Uh, in most cases, they're. Well, I've seen some CDs uh, long term that are one and a half percent. Mostly, they're one percent or less right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the rate of inflation is over two percent right now. So, That's if the inflation minus. rate is two percent <laughs> and you're only making one percent, you're actually losing money. Right. Plus, you're paying taxes on it. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe a bank account isn't the best place right now. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have some of your funds there, but maybe you don't have large sums there. So the second choice would be, do you want to be in the stock market? Well, the losers tend to follow the leaders. So in the last few weeks, we've seen a big rise in the stock market. Right. And then all of a sudden, there'll be a pause, and then the people who have seen the increase start to take their profits, and then it'll take a little dip back down again. One of the problems is that there are many, many outside forces that impact the stock market. Uh, Fairly recently, this past week, there have been stories about the Bank of Cyprus. Correct. And they're talking about uh, really raiding the people's bank accounts Mm -hmm. and taking money to help pay the deficit in the country. I know it. And that has caused turmoil in the European stock markets. It's caused turmoil in all the world stock markets. So for a lot of people, they're not necessarily comfortable being in the stock market. Right. You either have to have a lot of knowledge or you have to have a very experienced advisor. Uh, We've chosen not to be in that business. It's very volatile. Mm -hmm. And the old expression is, what goes up may come down. It always does. And we hope that's not the case. One of the things that you can do if you're in that bracket of, say, age 50 to maybe even 60 or 65, if you happen to be sitting on funds that are just in a bank account and you're looking for a better return to have a little bit more when you retire, think about life insurance. Think about annuities. Uh, Deferred annuities right now, indexed annuities are paying reasonably well. And as a quick example, if you had $100,000 in the bank making 1% or a half of 1% and you put that into an annuity, um, there are companies right now that will pay you a bonus first year of 4%. Wow. So right away they'll put $4,000 into your account. Instead of having 100, you have 104. And that becomes your earning base and it starts from there. If you have a little bit longer time, let's say you're uh, 50 to 55 and do that, now you have the ability to see some really good growth in those accounts And then what's very popular now with a lot of the companies is called an income rider. And so they have a guaranteed buildup in the income value of the account. So even if your account isn't necessarily going up, you know, really fast, it's going up gradually and slowly, the income rider says as long as it sits there for 10 years, for example, at the end of 10 years, you'll have a guaranteed income account. Let's use that same $100,000 again. Mm-hmm. Maybe now you've got a guaranteed income account of $200,000. So although the account value might not be worth that high, when you go to start taking income out 10 years later and you have a guaranteed income account of $200,000, then they'll give you something like a guaranteed $11,000 guaranteed for the rest of your life. Nice. Uh, so income riders are very important. Sure. 
You can't do that in banks. You can't do that in the stock market. So we always tell people, don't be afraid of that magic word, annuities. There's some very good companies and very good products. You can do the same thing with life insurance. The interesting thing about life insurance, it's one of the most tax-favored vehicles that we have in this country. And historically, there's a reason for that. Back in the 1910s and 1920s, uh, the income tax, I think, first came out around 1916, it was recognized that people didn't have enough money to bury themselves and to take care of their family. And so the life insurance companies had tax benefits given to them so that when life insurance proceeds were paid to a widow, let's say, right. it was not income. It was not taxed. They also have favorable investment rules. So insurance companies often can accumulate money faster than an investment company can or a mutual fund company because the tax laws are different. Mm-hmm. And that benefits the individual who might have a life insurance uh, policy. You can put additional money into it. Let's, again, take that 55-year-old person. They can take out a policy, put extra money into it. The money accumulates in the side of a safe vehicle. If they should die, their widow or their beneficiary gets a death benefit. So you're playing the odds with that, obviously. But on the other hand, if they don't die, and then they reach their normal retirement age, they've got money built up inside the policy, which has been making a better return than some other kinds of investments. And now they can take that money out as a loan from the company without paying income taxes on it. Very interesting. Wow. So if you haven't had enough time to build up an IRA account, let's say you've got 10 years before you really want to retire, and if you can only put $5,500 a year aside into an IRA account or $6,500, In 10 years, you're not going to build up that much money. But if you put that kind of money inside of a life insurance policy, for example, or an annuity, it can build up a larger amount. And in the case of the life insurance, comparing that to an IRA, you can take the money out of the life insurance policy income tax-free, whereas you're going to pay income taxes on an IRA account. So there's some significant benefits to doing that. It's complicated and... I probably said too much about it today already in terms of um, making it uh, a complicated subject. No, not it's, really. It's just really important, you know, whether it's Peter and me, for somebody to come and sit down with and at least yes. explore some options. Get some professional advice. Go That's talk right. to your lawyer if they know this subject. Uh, talk to your accountant if they're familiar with uh, these issues. And by all means, come and talk to us. We're on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Uh, 352 Fonts Corner Road, and you can call us anytime. If we're not there, the answering machine will pick up, and uh, we're happy to talk to you. I see um, lots of hands reaching out to grab our money if we're not careful, and if we're not knowledgeable, these hands are going to take whatever little monies we have at the end of, uh, uh, towards the ends of our lives. Well, if you want to minimize risk in your retirement, number one thing you can do is have some knowledge. And if you don't have the knowledge yourself, get it from us or get it from somebody else. Right. Simplify your tax situation so you don't have to pay any more taxes than what you need to. Make sure you're getting a reasonable rate of return. If you have a traditional IRA, at least explore what would be involved in converting it over to a Roth. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody. Um, 
make sure that if you think you have life insurance that protects you, that it's not only term insurance, because that will expire at some point in time, right. but look into having permanent life insurance. And um, even if you have a married couple and one spouse is healthy and one is not, you can still get life insurance as a second-to-die insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also tell people that if you are fortunate enough that you've done some of these things, if you have your life insurance policy owned by you or your spouse, maybe you ought to look into putting it into a life insurance trust instead because then it's not taxable in your estate and life insurance is already not taxable for income tax purposes. So there are many, many kinds of things that you can do. Some of it involves taxes, some of it involves the choice of investment where you put the money, and some of it just involves timing. Mm-hmm. I, I see that uh, taxes will never go down in this country. They seem to always creep upwards. I ask that question a lot. Sometimes I ask it at a seminar. Mm-hmm. Do you think taxes will go down? Everybody says no. Do you think taxes will stay the same? No. Do you think taxes will increase? And everybody raises their hands. Mm-hmm. Because that, unfortunately, is the history of this country. There's even been discussion that they're going to make people take out money from their IRA or their 401k at an age earlier than 70 and a half. Because think about it. What if the government said, we're going to change that rule. We need more money into the system that we can get taxes on. They could easily change it and say, it's now going to be 68 years old. You have to start taking your money from your IRA account. That's, that's, right. a, that's a real easy thing. That would pump quite a few billion dollars into the taxes. Oh, it certainly tax would. Revenue in this country. So there are many things that can be done, and um, the smart thing to do is to make sure you get advice and look at your options. And everybody's different. There are some general rules that we can follow, but every situation is totally different. Mm-hmm. What we're going to be doing uh, going forward, Phil, we're going to be talking, as I said, specifically about Social Security. Um, People think it's fairly simple. It's actually a fairly complex topic. In fact, in the next few days, I'm going to hear a former high-level employee in the Social Security office give a special presentation on Social Security. I, I believe in lifelong learning about financial topics, and I try to preach the same message to all of my clients. Sure. The more you know, the better off you are. And it's it's hard for most people. I mean, you know, I've, I've grown up with an education. I was blessed to go to law school and, and to get a tax degree as well. And I enjoy taxes. Do you? It's, it's like you a lo- puzzle. Y- yeah, I was just going to say, you must love puzzles and crosswords. I, I did a regular jigsaw puzzle with my two grandsons this past weekend. <laughs> And you sort of get fixed on it. Once you start it, you want to finish it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how I feel about taxes. It's, it's an interesting puzzle. So when I was in regular law school, I took every single tax course that was offered. Then I went back to get a master's degree as well. And most of us are completely ignorant uh, about what to do, how to do it. So thank goodness we have you, Ray and uh, Peter, to help us guide through these uh, these very, very difficult times and subjects. But at the same time, if we went to some kind of a flat tax, I wouldn't be opposed to that. 
I wouldn't either. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to a flat tax. I think it's a much fairer tax and a simpler one to understand. I know uh, Steve Forbes, the publisher of Forbes magazine, whose father, Malcolm Forbes, founded it, uh, he actually ran for president, and one of the keys on his platform was to go back to a flat tax system. Mm-hmm. Um, you can argue that it's regressive, but it's also a lot simpler to understand. Oh, for, for sure. But taxes are with us, and they're not going to go away. No. <laughs> um, our job is to show you how to save taxes. I will tell you that if you do proper planning, mm-hmm. I can show you how to set up any estate plan that somebody will not pay estate taxes, period. So come and see us. Come visit us. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Ask for Peter. Ask for Ray. And if you have an opportunity to go to one of our seminars in Wareham, Fairhaven, Marion and Mattapoisett uh, during the week of April 6th and the following week after that. Call the office and pinpoint the date you'd like to go to, and they'll make a reservation for you. And, Phil, thank you again. I'm glad that it's spring. I know this is a tough topic today, but you've got to do something. Everybody has got to do something about making their retirement better. And That's what we want to do. We're retirement engineers. Right. Right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we are so grateful to have you here on the radio every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 o'clock, to share with us this kind of information. So for that, we're very appreciative, Ray. And my last words to you, Phil, Mm -hmm. are plan wisely and retire well. Love it. And, folks, we'll see you next week for Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Until then, so long, everybody.